The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. What guns up, kitty up? Welcome to Last Call. This is the Fear to Stop podcast, the number one show where society meets, no, where police meets society and culture. And this show, not the best show on the network, but it's definitely the most important because it gives you first responders something else to talk about this weekend other than dead babies and domestic violence. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Nobody wants to get brought down at the football party when the Raiders start sucking. You're like, man, today, last week at work, man, I found a dead baby. Everybody's like, oh, God, I just wanted some buffalo dip. And now you're fucking bumming me out, dude. So this is a show, man. It gives you something else to talk about, baby. I've, I've been hanging out with our paid members uh, before the show, uh, hanging out backstage on the old YouTubes. I've had a, uh, had a great time chatting with them today. Um, if you're not a valued member, become one. Get on our Discord. You can get backstage with me. Talk, ask all the questions, hang out with everybody. You can learn a lot about, a little about loving and a lot about life. I'm going to make a song out of that. I'm going to make a song out of that. It's going to be a, it's going to be a country song. It's going to be called a little bit about love, a lot about life. Uh, but I have a good show for you guys today. If you don't know, if you're just stumbling into the Failure Stop podcast, we do four shows a week. This is all geared towards first responders, giving them something to do in their cars, those 12-hour shifts. All right, so... So we have police news with Mike the Cop and He Big Daddy on Mondays. True crime with the always beautiful and audacious Andrea Uplate bringing us all the murder and mayhem. Uh, last night's story was incredible, though. That Yesterday's show was really good. It was on fire. Um, sad case, though. Sad case. Pretty sure, 99% sure that bitch killed her kid. Uh, and then off herself because she was a narcissistic, uh, selfish. But you know what? I mean... Who am I to judge? It looks like she had a pretty shitty life coming up, though. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's Night Shift. And then on Thursdays on, is an audio-only show, which is this one. It's, it's Last Call. And then Fridays are Case Breakdowns. Breaking news. Um, Drew Breezy is officially on the Failure to Stop team. He's doing a lot of our YouTube content. we got new YouTube content coming out this evening. Another YouTube short, one from me and one from him. And so you're going to want to look for that. If you're not a part of our uh, YouTube channel, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button there and uh, leave us a rating and review. If you want to watch this show grow, if you want to help out, you can buy merch. You can like and subscribe to the show. You can, uh, what else can you do? Leave us a rating and review and you can support our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by GhostBed. GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack or just promo code Wolfpack. Sleep so good, it's scary. How do I... How do I show up to these shows all rested? People ask all the time, hey, do you sleep? Do you ever fucking sleep or do you just work all the time? I say, no, I don't. I fucking sleep like a baby, dude. I sleep like a baby. And that's all thanks to GhostBed. Right now, GhostBed is offering 35% off. Uh, so you can get their uh, bundles and beds. Brittany Faulkner in the chat says, and get a GhostBed. I'm setting it up this weekend. That's right. She ordered one. I can't wait to see the pictures of that. And, uh, yeah, send me some pictures. I love it. Uh, we love GhostBed, and we're, we're so thankful to that they're part of the family. They've been with us since day one. Ghost beds are made in the good old USA, and uh, they got that adjustable base, 35% down, or 35, yeah, $35 down, 0% financing. I mean, it's if you have Brittany Faulkner credit, dude. I mean, those beds are 
uh, far cheaper than the rest and better than the rest. So go to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. And let's jump into today's show. I wanted to go hard in the paint right off the bat. A lot of the, a lot of shows, right? A lot of shows use clickbait. They'll, they'll have a headline and then they'll get to it last. Man, fuck that, dude. I'm gonna, I drop the headline first, get out of the way, and then after that, it just gets better. But this is my favorite story. This is my favorite story because some, I, I like Texas Pete. I'm a Tabasco guy. See, I don't believe in being a guy. And if you've listened to the show long enough, you know that I don't like, I, I've never been a guy. I'm not a white wine guy or a red wine guy. I'm not a bourbon guy or a rum guy. I am a connoisseur of lots of things. I like to dabble. I think we as Americans, we fall, I don't know what happened or when it happened, but here in America, we have like fallen into this, you must choose this over that. You can't have both. You can't have Pepsi sometimes and Coke another time. It's like you're either a Pepsi person or a Coke person. You're either a red wine person or a white wine person. You're a sweet wine person. You're a driver. You're a Republican or you're a Democrat. It's like it's chaos. You can't dabble and other things. I like to dabble. I like hot sauces. I collect hot My wife collects hot sauces, I should say. Whenever we travel, she always gets a hot sauce from the area, a craft hot sauce, if you will. But we always just have regular hot sauce on hand at the house at all times. Matter of fact, I don't know that we eat a lot of things that, that we don't put hot sauce on. Even our kids. Our kids were putting uh, red pepper flakes on raviolis last night. Best raviolis I've ever had. And my kids were like, you know what would make this better? And I was like, what the fuck? And they were like uh, red pepper flakes. But we we like spice in our house. So Texas Pete, though, I like the flavor of Texas Pete. I like Tabasco sauce on my eggs. But I will take my Texas Pete on like rice. I like Texas Pete on rice. Anything like chicken and rice, chicken and rice. I like Texas Pete in my chili, believe it or not. If I get a weak ass pot of chili at somebody's house, I don't mind dousing that bad boy with some Texas Pete. But some, you know, Florida has Florida man. California just has assholes. And some Californian asshole is filing a class action lawsuit against Texas Pete hot sauce because he says that it's misleading from its name, Texas, because the product is made in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So he says he's, he's suing them for $5 million over a $3 bottle of fucking hot sauce. Now, this chump buys a $3 bottle of hot sauce, and then he loses his shit when he finds out that Texas Pete's actually made in North Carolina. I'd want to know what's going to happen when he finds out that moon pies aren't actually made on the fucking moon. He's really going to shit his pants then. But instead of just ignoring him and be like, huh, huh, I wonder what the story is there. Why is Texas Pete made in North Carolina? Well, maybe if he went to the website and read the story, it would make sense, but he doesn't. Instead, he just goes and follows a lawsuit because he's been bamboozled. It's not right, he says. Um, had White known the product was not made in Texas, he would not have purchased it. We had paid significantly less for it. Would have paid significantly less. So, so less than three fucking dollars. Like this dude's bitching over a $3 bottle of hot sauce. And now he's going through this lawsuit. So White claims in the lawsuit that the geographic origin of a product matters to consumers and a company is therefore prohibited from misrepresenting it. This isn't fucking wine, dude. I know what you're doing. I know what this guy's doing. And he's from California. He's trying to denominationalize hot sauce just the way that wine is denominationalized. So like 
wine comes from a certain appellation. Like you can, like back in the old days, remember Burgundy jug wines, those little jugs of wine that you used to be able to buy. You may, may, might still be able to buy them, but they would call them like Burgundy. And, and they were made in California. Well, Burgundy is a very prestigious region of France that makes some of the best Pinot Noir and Chardonnay in the world. So for us to take some kind of shit jug wine and call it Burgundy, that is offensive. That is offensive because wine is an absolute craft and it's an art and you're spending lots and lots of money for wine. That's why you don't want to ban boot. That's why sommeliers exist. That's why wine detectives exist because you're gambling on very expensive bottles of wine and maybe not even very expensive, but maybe 20 bucks. But like if you have a $20 bottle of wine and it says it's from the Chateauneuf du Pop region or Appalachian of, of, of Southern France, you want that bottle to be from Chateauneuf du Pop. You don't want it to be from BFE, a Paso Robles, California or something crazy like that. So I get it. Right. And, and, and so certain wines have a geographic indicator on the label that proves that that wine's exist existence is real. And that's because this wine is, is, is an investment. I mean, for a guy like me, a $20 bottle of wine is a big fucking deal. I got four kids. If I'm going to spend 20 bucks, you know, I, 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 I feel bad buying a $20 bottle of wine because I feel like my kids don't get to enjoy that. So I have to wait for special opportunities. So when I do buy that $20 bottle of wine, it is an investment. Hot sauce is like three bucks. It's not an investment. We don't need Appalachians and Appalachian specific um, hot sauce. But anyway, he, 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 he claims that the geographic origin of the product matters to consumers. I don't think it does matter. And a company is therefore prohibited from mis misrepresenting it. The product dupes consumers into believing that they're buying an authentic Texas hot sauce. When a standard Louisiana, when it's a standard Louisiana style hot sauce made with ingredients sourced outside of the state of Texas at a factory in North Carolina. The plaintiff goes on to say that the label further description by, uh, or furthers the deception by using distinctively Texas imagery, including the state's Lone Star, along with a last wing cowboy. White said the defendant TW Garner Food Company knows the state of Texas enjoys a certain mysticism and appeal in the consumer marketplace and is known for its quality cuisine, spicy food, and hot sauce. I didn't know Texas was known for its quality cuisine. I mean, Texas barbecue, sure, fine, but Florida barbecue is fucking awesome. North Carolina, Carolina barbecue, we've got vinegar-based white sauce. We've got some, because we've got, Charleston, South Carolina has the shrimp and grits. Texas didn't come up with that. Anyway, uh, T.W. Garner Food replied to the, the news uh, saying that they were aware of the lawsuit and they were looking into the claims. I actually went and read the lawsuit. I went and looked it up. Clarkson Law Firm is who published this. It's the United States District Court, Central District of California, which is a wine region, actually. So I, this guy's a wine nut. Um, but the synopsis is hilarious. He, they go on to put the pictures of the Texas Pete. Um, if you go to the website, this it was a barbecue restaurant that made several different types of barbecue. And their Texas-style one, they had different hot sauces and different sauces for each one of their barbecues. And their Texas Pete, which was their Texas-style uh, hot sauce, is where they came up with the name Texas Pete. Um, I think this is hogwash, man. I think this is stupid. I mean, this is why I hate California. This is why nobody respects anybody from California. This is why a lot of people are fucking moving out of California. 
And he, uh, Merv530 says, dude just wants to be able to afford rent and groceries. I'm sure this guy lives in San Francisco or LA. Uh, yeah, I, I, the guy's, the guy's shooting his shot for sure. Everybody wants to be rich. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to do the work. He doesn't want to go out and invent a successful hot sauce brand. Instead, he wants to lurch off of somebody who's already successful, which you know what though? That's, that's the case in this life, man. Like, that is the case in this life. Everything that I do, small because I, you know, I'm small. So I have a small distillery. The bigger guys copy exactly what I'm doing and then pump money into it to make it 10 times better. But I had the original idea and then they put all the money into it and make it their idea. So people are always watching man. people are always watching. I mean, this book, you know, I'm, I'm coming out with pictures in a book, um, which in a police book, but not like pictures like you would find in the middle of the book, but just like pictures throughout the book. And it's already funny that they're, you know, people, you know, wanting to do that, do that too. And, and it's just funny, man. Nobody wants to, and, and you know, like I get it. Nobody is original. Nobody is crafty. Um, but damn dude, I feel bad. I feel bad for the Texas Pete guy because it was a small North Carolina company that made it. Winston Salem's a small ass town known for cigarettes. Winston's. And these guys come up with their own hot sauces and their own hot sauce brands and absolutely make a killing. And now some asshole in California that bought a $3 bottle of hot sauce wants to sue for $5 million. That's insanity. I woke up this morning in other news. I woke up a little bit late this morning, but my son, my oldest son and my middle son, so my nine-year-old and my eight-year-old, they get up, I mean, dude, it, once the rooster crows, and I'm not kidding, they're up. And that that's like before 6 a.m. sometimes, most times. I don't get up before 6 a.m. most days. There are days I do get up that early, but I'm not like Jocko where I'm like setting my alarm clock. No, because my, my schedule is too crazy for me to dictate a bedtime and all those things because... I run the distillery till late at night. Sometimes I do night shift sometimes. So, um, I, I don't have a routine of getting up now. I'm always out of bed by eight 30 for sure. But you know, I never, you know, I'm not, I'm not up all the time. Like some people think I am, but my kids got up early this morning and I got up and I smelled bacon and eggs and I smelled all these things. And I was like, Whoa. And I walked into the kitchen homeboy homeboys made biscuits but they use the cupcake mini tray because he's nine he has a hard i mean he's not like a great reader but he he saw a cupcake tray he saw a cupcake tray didn't realize it was a mini cupcake so he made these mini buttermilk biscuits and i'm telling you they are very small biscuits but he wanted to make breakfast sandwiches and and he's a tansy so he, there's like no fucking quit in this like he has a he has a dream and he's gonna live it so this morning i woke up at 8 30 this morning I said I slept in a little bit and he had taken these mini cupcakes, cut them in half and put like one little sliver of egg, one sliver of bacon and one sliver of melted cheese over these little tiny micro mini cupcakes. And it was awesome. And this is why you should let your kids be bored. This is why it's okay for you to say you don't get to have screens when you wake up in the morning. You don't get to turn the TV on in the morning. You can entertain yourself without screen time, without this obnoxious and be creative. And that's what those two kids decided to do this morning. And you know what? I had like five of those mini cupcakes, buttermilk biscuit, 
bacon eggs biscuits and that is my wife my wife was you know we were just really impressed we were really impressed that they i mean they had the recipe book out um they cleaned as they went which was pretty exciting because the last time they did some bullshit like this uh they really made a wreck of things but um this time they come and I, my my i just looked at my wife and my wife looked at me and she's like that's the power of being bored that's what kid that's what happens when you force your kid to entertain themselves 100% themselves, not entertaining themselves with somebody else's content on YouTube, not with somebody else's content on Instagrammies and all those things. And I'm not saying those things are you know, entirely bad, but it's okay to let your kids be bored. And I think you'll be shocked at what they can come up with when they don't have anything to do and they have to entertain themselves. Finding the old cardboard box and making a masterpiece. But anyway, that's what I woke up to. Today. And guess what I put on it? Guess what I put on that bad boy this morning? I fucking went to the refrigerator and I didn't grab the craft hot sauce i went and grabbed the texas pete i went and grabbed the oldie but goldie because of this article and i hope that it just keeps on bringing attention to um i hope it keeps bringing attention to uh, the texas pete hot sauce and i hope that they just get even more successful and uh more people do it i'm i, I might even make a video today of me just Texas peating it up because uh, i'm pro texas pete so I, was just, I don't care i know that moon pies weren't made on the moon I don't think Texas Pete is, you know, I, I mean, what, what what was the old, remember that old commercial? This salsa was made in New York City. Yeah, I just, it's crazy. All right, next up in the news, this one, this story is for Lance Rowe Lopez. It's, it's fall. So that means America's next top mullet will soon be crowned. Uh, last year we had Scott Salvador, age 34. His mullet age is four and a half years. He's sponsored by Manscaped, promo code Wolfpack. Uh, his mullet's name is the Lord's Drapes. What would your mullet name be if you had a name? But a major competition is underway for the ultimate prize. It's not the Major League Baseball playoffs, but the USA Mullet Championship. Voting ends, yeah, it ended last night at midnight. Um, Eastern Standard Time to determine the nation's best mullet. So we will know by October 20th. Who has the nation's best mullet? Um, there's some good ones, dude. There's some kids out there with some really strong fucking mullets. Uh, Scott Salvador of Stillwater, New York, has taken the lead in the main event. He refers to his mullet as the Lord's Drapes and has been growing and maintaining it for the past four and a half years. Salvador is one of 25 finalists who are vying for the glorious America's best mullet title and a $2,500 prize. I... You, I'm, I'm fat. I, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with mullets. Me and my friends, we used to, one, we would call them everything, you know, the Mississippi mud flap, the Kentucky waterfall, uh, hockey hair, um, business in the front party down the back, the old 1090, 10% up front, 90 down the back. And each one of those mullets is a different style of mullet. And we used to go around and take pictures whenever we saw a mullet and, and then, you know, like we collected them like baseball cards. Like we'd be like, dude, I saw this 1090 the other day business in the front. We had, you know, uh, you, you had the Jeff Gordon mullet, you know, the hockey hair. There were so many different ones and, and you always tried to find them. Um, I think that Lasro Lopez should have his own type of mullet where it's called the Lasro mullet. But um, another one that's really great. This guy got his mullet permed. Um, his age is 22. He calls it the Wisconsin waterfall. 
The one, this guy's name is Andy Forster, coming in hard with the Pit Viper glasses uh, and the the Wisconsin waterfall. We got another one sitting out now. The number three guy, the number three runner up right now, uh, Buddy Campbell. Of course, Buddy Campbell. Hi, hi, Buddy. Hi, hi, Buddy. Of course, Buddy Campbell's got a mullet. Uh, his the one. <laughs> his mullet name is the Whistling Kitty Chaser. That's what I named my penis. Actually, <laughs> the. Sp- Bidding kitty chaser. Oh, that was terrible. That was a terrible joke. I don't know why I said it. He's also got a perm though. So he's got like a tent. He's got what I call NASCAR. He's got the he's got the NASCAR mullet, but he's got a perm down the back. He's also sporting the pit vipers. Uh the shades. He's also sponsored by Manscaped. This is a fantastic mullet, Dan. The guy looks young though. He looks really good for 40. And then we've got the Joe Dirt coming in at fourth right now. One of the other rumors up. His is called the Poppy Fuego. The Poppy Fuego. Now, this guy's this. Th- listen, go right now to mulletchamp.com and you can see these pictures. Go to mullet comp, mo- go to mulletchamp.com and look at look at the beautiful Poppy Fuego. Um, <laughs> this guy, this guy is wearing a suit with a tie. He's got an absolute 1090, a uh, very long front. He's got it peppered, salt and pepper, so it's gray and black. This is like. This is this is the 007 of mullets. His mullet name is the Oregon Trail. <laughs> I love a good mullet, man. I'm trying to grow one out right now, if you can see. I think when the book gets released, I will shave everything into an awesome mullet because I when I go around and do some public speaking events, I won't be able to be like, who the fuck is this guy? And what is he doing in our lives? Why is he here? Why is this guy? Of all the people, you gave us this edit, this C student idiot to stand in front of us and 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 do this oh man I, i'm i'm pumped for october 20th man i'm gonna listen i'm posting these pictures on last call go follow last call at, on our instagram channel and um and if you want to see these mullets i will post them for you so you don't even have to go to mullet uh, champion.com but uh best you believe on october 20th i'm going all in dude if this is pay-per-view i'm paying for it i'm gonna i want to know who's gonna win this damn thing uh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally invested in the top 25, uh, mullet championships. This is going to be killer. Uh, next in the news, something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence. This is a fun one. Pennsylvania parks officials released curious statement about Bigfoot warnings. So if you're not keeping up with this story, <laughs> of course you're not. Um, but there's been some, some Bigfoot sightings in Pennsylvania. A lot of your sightings are out West. I've actually, I'll probably get a Bigfoot guy on here. Actually, I, a Bigfoot guy in Alaska who wants for Bigfoot's been reaching out to me for a hot minute. He was a cop and he doesn't, I don't know why he and I keep falling off the, the grid with each other. I have to get this guy on the show. Um, oh, you know what? Maybe it was because he was going on an expedition and through October. That's what it was. He might be Bigfoot hunting right now. And that's why we haven't gotten in contact. That's why we've fallen off the grid with each other. Um, I'm going to reach back out to him, though. I'm going to get him on the show. But there's been some sightings in the old Keystone State. But the funny thing is, is that the forestry, the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources has not been putting up warning signs all over their national forest, but somebody on their behalf has. And these signs are due to... It says, due to encounter, this is a very official, I'll post a picture of this too on Last Call's Instagram. Um, it's a very official looking piece of paper, laminated, stapled to trees. So it looks real. It says, warning, 
due to encounters in the area of a creature resembling Bigfoot, we are instructing all park visitors to observe elevated park etiquette. Be cautious of your surroundings and keep the location of any small children pets within a tighter scope of awareness. Do not approach the creature. Report any sightings to a ranger, front office, or the DCNR office of missing persons. Do not post sightings on social media. Very odd. Very odd. These are all over the parks. And uh, the D oh God, the DCNR, Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, is saying this is bullshit. They didn't do this. This, but they don't just say that. This is what the spokesperson says. Uh, the signs state that there have been encounters in the area and call on visitors to observe elevated, elevated park etiquette and be cautious of your surroundings and to keep the location of any small children and pets within a tighter scope of awareness. They also warn, do not approach the creature. Robertson added that the signs which have been turning up for months in many parks are removed whenever they're spotted. Um, the spokesperson goes on to say, let's see, I'm going to scroll down here. Uh, oh, I've, Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> this is her quote. This is Wesley Robinson, the press sec- secretary for the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. This is her statement. This is the only quote I have from her. Bigfoot is not real. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to trigger some people. I don't think you can just go out there and say shit like that. You can't just, not in 2022, you can't. You can't just come out and say Bigfoot isn't real. That would be like saying men can't have babies. That's a touchy one. That's a touchy one. Don't go there. This bitch just comes out and says Bigfoot's not real. Dude, it's 2022. I identify as Bigfoot. I'm real as they come. Bigfoot's not real. Yeah. You know what? With an attitude like that, I bet she doesn't believe in Santa Claus either. She's going to go out and spoil it all for the kids. Christmas cards have been popping up all over the Keystone State and press secretary of the Department of Conservative Conservation and Natural Resources quotes, Santa isn't real. So go fuck yourself, believers. It was a real bitch move. They could have had fun with this. They should have made this. They could have turned this into a social media PR kind of thing. Um, Instead of hunting Bigfoot, they're hunting these signs. I don't know. They could have gotten really creative. They took a negative stance on this. And then they squashed, they sasquashed a whole. <laughs> Sometimes I make myself laugh. They sasquashed a whole bunch of uh, dreamers by, by exposing that Bigfoot isn't real. Gosh, man. God. God bless, man. What's the world coming to? What's the world coming to where we can't even believe? We can't even believe in Sasquatch. Somebody asked in the chats, what is Sasquatch's pronouns? Probably Sasquatch. Wait, Santa isn't real. No, he's totally real, Ter- Teresa. Teresa K. He's, uh, the, the, Santa is absolutely real. And uh, yeah, and Texas Pete gets sued. This is a, these are crazy times we're living in. Uh, but you know what? You know what times that we are living in right now? The current time? It's fucking fall festival time, dude. My favorite time of the year. I love fall festivals. Pumpkin patches, corn mazes, haunted houses, pumpkin growing competitions. 
Somebody had a 2,500-pound pumpkin this year. Fucking wild. Broke, broke a world record, I think. Um, but it tis the, the, tis the season for fall festivals. Um, and, and I'm going to load it up again. Listen, you guys have been great on the Instagram for last call. I love all the pictures of the Halloween stuff. The Halloween stuff has been great. All keep them coming because people want ideas, family ideas. Um, and, and I said last week that Halloween is about the kids. It's not about the adults. If you have kids now, it can be for the adults. If you don't have kids, go all out go all out. But I, I, I challenge you to, to think about the kids. You know, I know that you can go out and be a whore and be slutty and go to your little swinger parties and costumes and shit, or, or you could be like the dopest fucking person on the block and have the best house with the best trick or treating advantage and have all those kids look up to you and say, you know what? That's the house that every year I had a house that gave out full, the, the guy died, the guy passed away. It was really sad, but every year he gave out full size candy bars for trick or treaters. And, um, his name was John and, and it was just always, you know, the guy, the guy was a legend. The guy was a neighborhood legend. That was the place that you went because he, he went all in for the kids, man. He did something special and you got like a full, full length candy bar and you could pick, there was like a three musketeers, uh, uh, um, the peanut butter crunch one, butterfingers. That was it. Butterfingers. And, uh, are butterfingers still around? Can you still get a butterfingers, man? I fucking love those things. I used to love those things. And then I think he had Snickers. And I always got the, the Butterfingers. Oh, you know what else needs to be made into a full candy? Not That's the ADD talking real quick. Um, Mars Milky Way Dark. That needs to be. And, and I, I I once looked up why they don't do them in full-size candy bars. And it's something to do with the dark chocolate and the cost of of changing all the production stuff to it. But uh, Mars Milky Way Dark are 100% my favorite. And if you freeze them, you put them in the freezer and let them get hard. <laughs> Um, they're fun to eat that way too. Um, but yeah, if you, I love those Halloween costumes, keep them coming. Um, I like to see them, but also I want to see your fall fest, fall festivals. This is something it's, it's that time of year, you know, where you, you got the fairs, um, the world fair, all the things are coming out. Uh, here's a fun book, by the way, if you like festivals and fairs, which I do. Um, but there's a book called, um, some, something wicked this way comes. And, uh, it's a great book. It's about a fair and it's, it's kid friendly book. My kids love it. It's a scary book for kids, but it's fun to read and then go to a, uh, a festival. And, uh, if you let your kid bring a screen to a festival, you're an asshole. I'm gonna tell you right now. I went to the, I went to a fall festival last year. I was on the, um, the wheel, the big wheel thing, the, the turnabouty wheel that goes way up in the sky. Um, and there was a kid sitting on a Ferris wheel and there was a child sitting on the Ferris wheel and he was on an iPad. And if I could have reached, I would have thrown that fucking iPad off of the Ferris wheel. Absolutely insanity. Take the fucking screens away from your kid for two fucking hours while you go to a fall festival. Go play in the pumpkin patch. Go get lost in a corn maze. Don't bring a phone. Don't bring a phone, period. You don't have to take a picture of everything. Now, it's fun to take pictures. I'm not saying don't take pictures, right? But I'm saying make a conscious effort in your mind to say, we're going to go do the corn maze and I'm not pulling out my phone, this whole corn maze. Uh, I like, I don't do, um, I don't get on my phone. I'll, I'll take pictures because you know, I would, if I had a camera, I would have taken pictures, but I don't post anything to social media or anything. When I do festivals, I might take a picture or two and I don't answer phone calls. I answer texts or anything, but this is the season to go to these fall festivals, man, have some nice beer, have a funnel cake, take the kids out. I'm challenging you 
And I always do these little call outs, these little challenges. I challenge you to go find a festival this week or next on your next day off when you spend some quality time off. By the way, Dexter Pitts, he had some quality time off um, and he skipped work and went to some kind of uh, some kind of thing and, and posted about it. It was really cool. Um, can't wait to have him back on there. But uh, take your kids to uh, the haunted house or take your kids to uh, the corn maze. And go do something fun. And I want to see pictures and, and tell me where it was, uh, where where it was at. And then I'll post it on our story um, of why, because I think that's fun. I think doing things with the family in the fall time is, is a great time. Traveling to some of these smaller towns and getting involved in some of these smaller festivals is an absolute fantastic time. Um, <laughs> Dead Like Media says another scary book is the U.S. Tax Code. Touche, good friend. Brittany Faulkner says, I've been reading a kid-friendly version, Dracula, to my six-year-old. I, that's super fun. My, my, my wife likes to read books like that to our kids. And, um, speaking of which Hocus Pocus two, you know, I talked about it last week and that we were going to do family movie night. We did it. We did family movie night. We did Hocus Pocus two. It sucked garbage. Absolutely garbage. Wasn't good at all. I understand why it wasn't good. It's because they had to reshoot the movie like two fucking times because COVID got in the way and a bunch of shit happened and people got sick and people got other jobs and blah, 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 blah. But, uh, I, I feel like when you're trying to recreate something as, as awesome as Hocus Pocus, don't come out with it until it's right. Don't come out to it. It's like my book, man. Like I'm wasn't going to release this book. I mean, we've been writing this book for four years, but I was never going to release a book until it was done. And I, and I could go back and I could look at the book and I could say, man, this book was done right. This book is freaking every paragraph there's no there's no boring part of this book there's no getting lost i mean it's one after the it's just like you're laughing you're crying you're laughing you're cussing you're laughing you're crying uh and i feel like Hocus Pocus 2 didn't do any of that uh fun guy love guy did you hear of the Texas mom going on a news network telling people to not watch Hocus Pocus 2 because she thinks they're casting real curses and spells on people? I briefly saw something about that and decided after reading the NyQuil chicken, which we did the NyQuil chicken thing, I'm, I, my brain didn't have the capacity to deal with that. It didn't have the, I didn't have the brain power to deal with um, some stupid bitch thinking that Hocus Pocus uh, was casting real spells. Now, I, I think that the real curse was that Hocus Pocus, the storyline was just not good, man. It wasn't good. The animation wasn't very good. I just didn't like it. There's only one real top gear. Something about not knowing you've got the magic when it's happening that makes it organic. Um, I do like top gear. I, I That's one thing I do miss about having a TV is watching top gear. It was always such a fun it was such a fun, uh, a fun show, but, uh, I've been building a ramp as well. I'll close it on here. I've been building a ramp with the kids. It's a 25 foot long, uh, five foot tall half pipe. And, uh, somebody donated the guts of the half pipe. They had one falling apart. I went over there with six dudes, loaded it up onto a tractor trailer. I mean, a flatbed trailer, tractor, flatbed trailer. And then we moved it, moved it all the way to the house. And then I had to reconstruct it and build it. And with, you know, lumber being so expensive, you know, I take all the free wood I can get. That's what she said. And me, you know, I'm not that great of a builder. I'm not really great. With, I have a lot of cool tools and, 
and stuff, but I'm just not that great. And I thought that I could just line up all the, the existing wood, but because lumber is so whack at lows, I mean, I'm at the end now. I only have two pieces left. I couldn't get it done last night because the cuts are so cattywampus. Uh, it's just, geez. I mean, aggravating is all get out. I, you know, and my kids were helping me. So you can't rage. You can't rage when your kids are helping you. Like you can't throw the hammer and you can't swear. You can't punch the ramp. You got to like stay cool, calm and collected. So I just had this like festering anger. I mean, screws would break off or something wouldn't line up or it would line up and then you get it screwing in and then the wood would split or you get like all the way into like finally lining it up on the vert part, trying to like balance and hold it with two hands and use the drill and you get it in and you're finally ready to go and you pop the thing in and the fucking drill battery dies and you can't get it in. Oh, I was just so aggravated yesterday. So aggravated. And I got to go do two final cuts and paint it today because it's going to rain tomorrow. And then I have poker tonight at the distillery. Plus, I got to get this YouTube video popped up to YouTube. Guys, I want to thank every single one of you for joining us for Last Call today. I hope I gave you a couple of talking. Oh, one more quick talking point. <laughs> Putin, for his birthday, was gifted from uh, Belarus. Was gifted a fucking tractor. I get it, dude. We're supposed to be anti-Russia. And I am. I'm anti-Russia. All right? I'm, I'm, I'm pro-Ukraine in this fight. But, man, you got to be a little jealous you, you can't you got as an american you can't look at putin and go man i wish we i kind of wish we had something similar to that our geriatric president is getting a walker and with like tennis balls on it and putin's getting a fucking tractor i wonder what brand tractor it was oh what a what a troll it would be if it was like a american made like john deere tractor man that would that would be like that would be like next level trolling putin comes rolling around in a bright green john deere with a cowboy hat on i just think it's savage i mean i'm not like i said i'm not pro putin or anything but i wish we had a president that could roll around on a fucking tractor ours can't even get up uh ours can't even ride a bicycle man i want a cool president i want a cool ass i want a cool ass president as cool ass shit I want like a Teddy Roosevelt. That dude was savage as fuck, man. I'm tired of all these little geriatric presidents that suck. Obama was kind of cool. He was kind of cool. I like when he got rid of the tennis court and put a basketball court up. I thought that was cool. I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. A lot of Republicans lost their mind about that. That was fucking cool, man. That's what like young dudes do. They do cool shit. I want a cool president again. Says cool shit, does cool shit. But I thought that was funny. That was uh, that was something funny. Yeah, shirt off, riding the John Deere, playing. He thinks my track or no? She thinks my tractor sexy. Really turns. I don't remember that song. Yeah, she thinks my tractor is sexy. Brittany Faulkner got it. Yeah, um, Biden is gifted an IV bag and a portable toilet. Yeah, dude. I mean, like our president shitting his pants, which is cool though, because like I'll be shitting my pants at that age too. I'll be shit my 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 pants at that age too, but like hopefully I'm not in charge of like presidential shit when I'm shitting my pants. Like hopefully I'm 
sitting there with my grandkids going, back in my days to do podcasts, man. I had a lot of followers that listened to my bullshit all the time. Um, it is a John Deere deadline media says it is a John Deere and they turn the computers off until they take it in for service. Oh, because John Deere tractors have like GPSs and stuff so they can, huh? Interesting. But anyway, yeah, that's it, man. Uh, that's it. I'm going to go back to the house and try to grind out this ramp. Oh, oh no, i got to I got book shit to do today. I'm supposed to, um, Dawn. I don't know if she wants me to say her last name, but, uh, old Dawn, she's formatting our book for us. She's a, uh, drinking bro and a failure to stop, uh, enthusiast. She's a big fan of the show and she wanted to have a part in the book and, and, uh, she's written a bunch of romance novels herself. Uh, I think I, oh, I do have one. Hold on. Here it is. Uh, so, so, I mean, she put her name on this book. So Don Walters, um, she has a book called anchor line. She writes military romance, sex novels. This stuff gets, uh, Oh my, Oh my God, dude. I just rando rando opened this book. I'm going to do a reading really quick. If you've got kids in the car, turn it off. The show's over anyway. I'm just going to do a quick reading. Um, this is what your pictures did to me, Addie, Conrad groaned above her. I laid in my cot at night, imagining your tight, wet pussy as I stroked my cock. I came so hard so many times, just imagining fucking you like this. Fuck me, Conrad. Fuck me harder, she groaned. My God, man. My gosh. Whoa, could you imagine popping a blue chew, reading a couple of chapters of this, the old lady? Whoa. Whoa, I didn't, I haven't read the book yet. Um, might go read it now though. Might go read it now. Might have a little reading time with the, uh, with the old lady there. She's not old by the way. My wife's very young. She's younger than I am, but, um, <laughs> she's Murph 530 says if it's, if there's a Marine one, there must be a lot of gay gang bangs. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. <laughs> A lot of peeing on each other and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so Don Walters, um, she'll be she'll be uh, formatting the book for us, and and that's exciting because it, it makes the book special, right? You got we've got a lot of failure stop fans that have put their time and their energy into the book, and uh, of course, getting on the email list. A lot of you guys have put in to be on the email list for the release, and um, I think I will start. Probably soon, probably after, you know, this weekend, once I know more about the book, I'll start actually reading a couple of pages here and there of my book, getting you guys excited. So you know what you're getting into. And that, by, that way, by the time the book comes out, you'll know that you're all in. Um, Teresa K says she wants to see the cover again. Teresa, you can, you can own this book, girl. You can own this book. It's uh, available on Amazon. It's called Anchor Line. And, uh, oof. It's about Sergeant Conrad Renner and Addie Marshall. Man, I'm hot. I'm hot thinking about it. I'm hard thinking about getting hard thinking about. Oh, and she signed the book for me. It says, uh, Jumpers Hit It, because she's a paratrooper. Um, Dawn, and then she drew a, uh, a penis for me in the book. That's the autograph you want from a book right there. That's my kind of shit right there. Um <laughs> 
Well, guys, that's all for Last Call of the Day. I hope that gives you something else to talk about this weekend other than dead babies and domestic violence. Don't fucking kill yourself. Call a friend. Reach out to us on Last Call's Instagram page. I'm always active on there. I'm always watching it. Um, And so I'm, I'm usually pretty quick to respond there. And do something nice for your family. Do something nice for your wife. Do something nice for your kids. Uh, while you're sitting in your patrol vehicle for the rest of the afternoon, think of something you could do special for it. Maybe, maybe we stop by Food Line. Uh, no, Lowe's. Here's Theater. And uh, grab a flower. Grab a carnation. Just bring it home with you. Grab you a $6 carnation, nothing fancy, and uh, your wife's favorite candy bar. You know? And just take it home and just say, because I love you. Give her a big fucking kiss. Give her a big fucking kiss and whisper in her ear, Danzy loves you. I know that's probably not right. Um, But do something nice. Do something nice uh, for your family. And uh, I want to see pictures of your fall festivals, past and or present. Show me what, show me your, uh, no, don't show me your pumpkins. Don't show me your pumpkins. Nobody wants to see that. There's too many dudes on here for me to say something like, show me your pumpkins. Uh, Yeah, give my wife something to look at since she checks most of my social media for me all the time and gives me updates on what I need to respond to and what I don't need to respond to. So uh, if you're a guy and you want to show some pumpkins, if you want my wife to see your man pumpkins, fucking fire away, fire away by all means. Um, but um, it is that season of, of, of carving pumpkins, which is what I meant originally. Send me the pictures of you carving your pumpkins. I want to see it, man. Uh, love you guys. And uh, until Friday with Drew Breezy, Drew Breezy is coming back on Friday. Is it this Friday? Drew Breezy is coming on. I can't, maybe not. Maybe it's not this Friday. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. I got to check the calendar on that too. But uh, either way, be Mike the Cop or Drew Breezy or all three of us. I don't fucking, I don't, it's Wednesday. I'll start thinking about that shit until Thursday. So until then guys, guns up, giddy up.